With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Arian Foster is back. Andre Johnson is out. It's week five. Jets, Patriots, the Lions are on. Here we go. I'm living in that 21st century. Doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Strange from the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need the same music. No one man to have all that power. The clock ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. The system broken. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. What up, Scott? How's it going, man? Got one hour, baby. Just got one hour. Your time is up. My time is now. Six to our four and oh, going into week five action in the world of high stakes fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue High Stakes Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football, and as always, I'm joined by the Big Blue co-host himself from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, uh, I don't know, we didn't do a show last week. Did we get a chance to talk about the Louisville-Kentucky game, that that whipping that the Cards put on the cast? No, uh, what we're doing, we're talking about uh, the fact that uh, the bye week. Uh, this the bye week is uh, approaching us, and uh, we need to uh, we need to really address that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured that. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Uh, this is the high stakes radio show in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Uh, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Uh, we are. Live from Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the 2012 Super Bowl. Thank God we have the NFL season for the next 10 years on lockdown. Uh, our guest tonight is going to be Sean Fritz from DraftZone.com. They came up with a really innovative contest. The guys at DraftZone teamed up with the guys at the Fantasy Football uh, Players Championship, Dave and Alex, and uh, they came up with something really cool we're going to talk about tonight. It looks like a lot of fun. I played it last week. It was a free roll. Didn't win, but it was a lot of fun putting in the lineup. And for 50 bucks, uh, you can get a chance and a seat at the World Championship, uh, the Fantasy Football yeah. Players Championship next year. 
So uh, really cool, Mike. We've been looking for something like this, something with a low stakes, that kind of a satellite entry, just like the World Series of Poker has. You know, a lot of guys can't afford that ten grand to get in the World Series, so they play these little satellite tournaments. You know, twenty bucks here, fifty bucks here, a hundred bucks there, and then before you know it, they've got a seat at the World Series. Same thing here for fifty bucks, you get a seat in Las Vegas, or you could draft from home. But at least you're in the big dance, the big tourney, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Yeah, you know, Scott, I've been looking at it, and uh, you know, it's a it's a real good uh, combination with Draft uh, Zone and uh, FFPC uh, to be able to do that. And you know, I mean, what the heck? I mean, fifty bucks uh, to get a chance to uh, for a main event seat, uh, you you almost have to do it uh, whenever you can, whenever you can, uh, whenever you can do it. But uh, it's just uh, it's a great combination. It's a great marriage, and uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to. Uh, seeing how many uh, guys uh, move forward each week and uh, get that seat because, uh, you know, we, we've already seen one and uh, we'll see a couple more uh, throughout the course of the year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Can you survive the bye weeks? That's what it's all about uh, is getting through the bye weeks in these head-to-head leagues. Uh, obviously, points are important. Points will take a dip this week uh, for obvious reasons uh, with the teams being out. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of guys in the chat room here, the crew here at Red vs. Blue. Thank you for being on Red vs. Blue. Uh, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football in our chat room every single Friday night, getting you prepared and ready for your uh, who-do-I-start decisions, who did you get in waivers. I know that's a, that's a wonder right now. The website uh, was down earlier trying to get in to find out who we got in waivers in the FFPC. We do have the waivers uh, that went through in the NFFC, so we got those. And a lot of these names, Mike, a lot of these guys are up there near the top like they are every year. Kimra's back at the top. Alex is back up there. Uh, several good players, uh, they're back up there every single year, right up there near the top. Dave Gerzak, a lot of the guys play every year. You look at their names, and there they are again, right up there at the top where they always are. And uh, that's no coincidence, Mike. No, it's not. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to know how uh, Chance Schroeder's doing this year. Uh but, uh, you know, what about yourself, Scott? Uh, break down your teams. Uh, you're doing, you got off to a pretty hot start, and uh, I'd like to hear about your teams real quick. Well, hey, you know, we've got three uh, entries in the uh, high-stakes leagues, two FFPC, one NFFC. I've got a 4-0, and a 3-1, and and a 2-2. and A heartbreaking loss. Uh, this past Monday night, I don't think I've ever been through anything like it before. I know we've all done it before. We've all had close games. Nothing like this. I was going up against Farrell Elliott from the KFFSC, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. He also drafted in Vegas at my table in my League of 12, and I was up by 50-something points. Billy Wallace, you'll appreciate this. Code Cracker Rich, John Ducky, I haven't talked to any of you guys this week. Listen to this story. Up 50 points. He had LeGarrette Blunt and Pierre Garçon. And uh, just an un- incredible game from start to finish. No sour grapes here. An incredible win for Farrell. Down 50 points. Garçon gets the two long touchdowns. Blunt finishes up uh, with that long touchdown. And he's down by, uh, after that touchdown, after the Blunt touchdown, he's down by point one points. Okay? Point one points. Uh, and he gets uh, a carry, and he gets a yard. And so he's tied with me. This is the last drive of the game. I'm up 50 points. All right, and I'm down. Now it's, now it's all closed up. It's all tied up. On the first carry of the last drive, he gains a yard. We're tied up, Mike. We go down to the decimal in the high-stakes leagues, the FFPC, the yep. FFC. You go down to the decimal, okay? A lot of the local leagues, you don't do that. But in the, in the high-stakes world, that's what you do. So I – I'm, now I'm tied. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen now? What, what, this, this game is going to end in a tie, or is, is Blunt going to get another carry? The next carry he gets, he loses a yard, so I'm back up by a tenth of a point. It's third down. Oh, this is a high-stakes FFPC league. I mean, it's all on the line. You're rooting for everything you can get. You're scraping and clawing. And uh, third down comes. Blunt gets his three yards, and the rest is history. Farrell. Wins by .2 points. No stat changes all week from Elias. I looked for him all week. I was waiting for him. I'm like, man, can I get a stat change? But kudos to him. Great win. That, that That's a great feeling. I was texting all throughout the game, um, you know, trying to make the comeback. It was just one of those nail-biters, man. And, and, you know, I had three games on the line that night, 
I really only felt like I had two, you know, up 50. You don't think, yeah. you think that was in the bag. Matter of fact, I think I described it as in the bag. Don't ever do that. We know by now, don't ever take it for granted that you got the W because something like that can happen. I had another league, Mike, you'll appreciate this. I had another league where I had Connor Barth, the kicker for the Bucks, right? And I need three and a half points. I just need three and a half points. I'm like, I'll surely get that, won't I? I mean, three touchdowns. If they, if they got three touchdowns, that might be 21, you know, 10 or something. I might uh-huh. not get it. But he kicks a field goal in the first quarter. It was it was like a 40-yarder. And, yeah. and it dinks off the crossbar or the upright. I'm like, oh, gosh. Then at the end of the first half, he kicks one. It's good. I'm like, oh, man, thank God it is over. And, you know, I'm sitting here in Indianapolis, and I've got a house full of Colts fans. They all got their Colts jerseys on. I'm like, look, I just got to root for a couple of things to happen. As soon as that's over with, I'll put the Colts jersey on. I'll go upstairs and do it. So they're all giving me help. And then, you know, you, you, I don't know if you saw, but the second quarter happens. At the end of the half, he kicks the field goal. It's good. I'm walking out to the garage. It doesn't happen, happen after half. Yeah, and then they called it back on penalty, and they wiped it off. I'm like, man, this is destined not to happen. But, you know, he did get his field goal and his extra points there in the uh, in the second half. But still, it was a good game. Then the yeah, other game, was, you know, it was Indiana fun, Scott. That, you know, that same game, I'm sitting there, uh, you know, I'm down uh, in the uh, uh, Kentucky League. I'm, I'm down uh, 17 points, and I'm going, man, I, I have to have Mike Williams to do something. And, uh, you know, he's, they started looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. And then I, I was like, hold on here. I got the Tampa Bay defense. And right at the very last, uh, they created a couple fumbles, a couple sacks uh, that uh, ended up getting us a win. But uh, it's weird how those how those things work out. They can go, come down to the last minute of uh, Monday night. Yeah, well, games can come down. It's a lot of fun. And, and look, you can't take these things. you got to let them roll right off your back. You can't, you can't feed that energy or feed that beast or give it any kind of power. You can't think to yourself that uh, this always happens to me or it's going to it's gonna happen. I know I'm not going to get You can't think like that. You've got to just roll, have fun, concentrate well, on the game, watch the game. Don't go out and, you know, drink a beer, smoke a cigarette until you get your points. you got to get exactly. your points. If, you, if, you don't, if, if you're not focused on it, somebody else is going to be, and you're not going to get it. And uh, so you gotta you got to pay attention. That's, uh, yeah. that's the law. And another thing, Scott, I mean, how many times have you sat there and watched a game over and over again going, man, I got screwed on that? But, you know, it's funny because we always think about how many times we got screwed on something, but we always forget that the times that we won on something, the the, the wins that you have at Monday night at 1130 Eastern Time, 1115 Eastern time, you know, we forget about those those points that mattered. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a fun thing that makes it uh, makes it all worthwhile. All right, let's talk about waivers real quick. Who are we all going after? We were going after Ryan Terrain. Uh, we were going after uh, Jacoby Jones, maybe a Kevin Walter. You know, the funny thing is, I was I did my NFFC waivers last week, and this is the kind of bid you have to kind of throw out there. Once you got to look for upside, right? And so I'm looking through the waivers, and I'm like, what's a guy that has like real good upside with an injury? You know, I don't want somebody that's just going to sit on my bench and contribute. I want somebody with some upside with an injury. And so I spent a buck last week on Kevin Walter, and I got rewarded for it. Now, I, you know, hey, I'm very sorry for the Andre Johnson owners. You guys, you take him in the first round, you expect him to be the monster that he is, and. Well, it's just a terrible thing to happen. Hopefully, he comes back in a couple of weeks, and you can you can uh, put a plug in a Jacoby Jones or a Kevin Walter or something, and you won't skip a beat. I know the Jamal Charles owners really got hurt because there's nobody really to step in and take that place. And 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 you know, don't get it twisted. No, nobody's going to step in and fill the void for Andre Johnson. It's going to be a mixed bag of age of uh, Jacoby Jones, Walter, uh, who's you know the tight end, Owen Daniels. It's yeah, and Foster's back, so they're going to give him a heavy dose, right? So, yeah, you know that's the way I see it, Scott. You know, it's unfortunate uh, for uh, for Andre Johnson owners, but uh, you know, if you're Aaron Foster owners, and uh, you know if this guy is right, and if he's good to go, uh, this guy can have a lot of fun uh, come Sunday uh, against Oakland. I mean, I just you know I. I've been looking at this game long and hard, and uh, I, I just think he's going to—he's uh, just going to explode. 
347-324-5404 is the number. We're going to have Sean Fritz from Draft Zone on here in a little bit talking about the uh, the uh, weekly challenge. But, well, you know, the big story last week, I mean, obviously, you know, I talked about the Andre Johnson uh, issue in the world of fantasy. But if we're going to talk pure NFL, Mike, I don't think there was a bigger story than the Lions beating the Cowboys. The Lions now 4-0, the Cowboys 2-2, two and two, could be 4-0, Without those two boneheaded plays by Romo, uh, right. Calvin Johnson with two touchdowns in each of his four games, Mike. Hello. He's got eight touchdowns in four games, Mike. This is the dude. This is why I wanted to take him number one. Do you remember when I said I had the one pick and I want to take Calvin? The only reason I didn't is because, well, number one, Ray Rice. Number two, I had the four pick in another league, FFPC, and I said, you know what, If I, I, I won't take him in both. I'll go ahead and get Ray Rice at one in that league, and then I'll come back with the four pick, and I'll take Calvin Johnson. And, uh, wow, two touchdowns. He's unstoppable in the red zone. He just threw it up. You knew he was going to catch it. The other surprising thing about that game is how just how good and Dominic and Sue is. Man, this guy, he got so mad on the sidelines uh, when he didn't get a call to go his way. He was very upset. And then the defense responded the very next play and picked Tony Romo off. Uh, great game all around. Uh, did you see the end of that game, how Felix went out of bounds right when he could have got uh, and got out of bounds and at a first down and stopped the clock? It was – yeah, everybody got – and, you know, it's it, it was pretty lame effort uh, by Dallas. Uh, the, the only way Dallas and Tony Romo are going to win games are when they're behind and when they're uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I said that last week and uh, – couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. When Tony Romo is comfortable with the lead, that's bad news for the Dallas Cowboys. When he is behind, when he's hurt or whatever, that's good news. Um, As far as Detroit goes, man, I'm going to tell you what, this team is legit. This team is totally legit. They have a solid defense. you know, they mix uh, the run and the pass, and I love the way Matt Stafford just says, here you go, Megatron, go get it, go get it. And, uh, you know, they have a connection, and that means a lot. And, uh, you know, especially with uh, a young quarterback uh, like Matt Stafford and uh, uh, Calvin, who's been in the league for, you know, a few years, you know, that, that that's a special thing, and they're going to continue to improve on that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I just – honestly, Scott, uh, it wasn't uh, – it, it was a meltdown. It was a meltdown by uh, Dallas, no doubt about it. But uh, it wasn't a total meltdown because Detroit continues to do this week after week after week. And when will their time run out? I don't know. All right, we're uh, we're we, we've got uh, look. This is the bye weeks. You have to survive through the bye weeks. There's going to be a lot of players that you're that are going to be on your mind, and a lot of decisions you're going to have to make. You know, things like Denarius Moore or Eric Decker. Maybe if you've got guys like that, um, you know, do you uh, do you start Ladanian Tomlinson this week? You know, it's the, it's the bye weeks, and it, and it's those those decisions that can make or break your year. Uh, do you put in a Preston Parker? Do you put in a David Nelson or a Donald Jones? What about a Victor Cruz? These are the guys that are going to make or break you this week. Uh, let, let me get a caller here from the 937 real quick. 937, you're on the air. Scotty and Mike, it's Rich. How are you guys doing? What up, Rich? Wait a Richie. What's going on tonight, Rich? Um, I'm on the uh... – I'm sorry, I'm on the sad train. Um, we took Ryan Terrain because we thought he would be the backup to Hightower. We drafted him. We dropped him last week. And so oh, now yeah. we just feel bad. We just bid $524 to get him back and lost. So now we're we're hoping that Ryan Terrain sucks. Well, who else do you have at running back, Rich? <laughs> well, we we obviously we have Hightower, and uh, in a in a stroke of luck, we have Forte, who of course is number one, and we have we have a couple of other backups. But 
what? How? Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this question: You guys have both played big time fantasy sports forever. How many times have you dropped a guy who didn't get a snap in three weeks, and then turned out to be a big hiccup? I we, we, tell me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a big pickup. Brian Serene is uh, the darling of the fantasy world. I don't know what he went for in the leagues because I haven't gotten to see the waiver bid yet. But uh, I, I, I'm guessing that he's going for at least uh, the 300, 350 range. Yeah, you know, Scott, he's been going for uh, three, 350. I've seen him as high as four or five. And, you know, I mean, that really sucks. Uh sit there and think that uh, you've got Ryan Terrain and then you drop him and then you want to get him and then next thing you know he's scraped under you for 500 and change but uh, you, you you also got to remember I mean one week I, I, I'm such a believer in this one week theory you got guys that do things in one week you got to remember Mike Shanahan is the coach of Washington Mike Shanahan does not like to have one guy do the load in the backfield. So, uh, you know, you may have missed out on that, but maybe you didn't. We'll see in the coming weeks. Yeah, Richie, you don't beat yourself up. You're a great drafter. You, uh, you, you've always got a good, solid team. Uh, you know, you, you got to just shake it off, baby. Shake it off and not think about it. Ryan Terrain's not a, a fantasy beast. They're still going to use – uh, Helu in certain situations. I bet they still use Hightower in certain third-down situations. It, it sounds like a crowded backfield to me. So, you know, nothing, uh, nothing to get too upset about or too worked up about either. I'm going to put you on hold. Can you can you hang around for a little while, Richie? Sure. All right, hang around for just a minute. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guest for the evening, uh, Sean Fritz from DraftZone.com. Sean, welcome to Red vs. Blue, man. How are you? What's up, Scott? How are you doing this evening, man? Long time no talk to, buddy. Good to hear from you. And, uh, you know, I talked to you today, or I we, we chatted online a little bit, and I said, man, we've got to talk about this uh, this new challenge, the NFL FFPC main event challenge, the $50 satellite leagues. Talk about this idea, man. What's going on with it? It looks like a lot of fun. The salary cap format is a lot of fun on a week-to-week basis. Well, it's definitely a lot of fun. But before I bring that up real, real quick, I would like to tell Rich that dropping Ryan Terrain I think will be a huge mistake in the Washington Redskins area. Um, this guy, I mean, as you know, I'm a huge Redskins fan, and this guy could run better than the other two running backs, Bob Barney, just fits up Mike Shanahan, um, you know, rushing offense. And I just, I hate to say it, but I lost. I've had high tower dropping a lot of leagues too, and I'm pretty upset about um, not having terrain. So I know how he feels, but he just looks so much better than the rest of the guys. How much did you bid on him this week? How much did you bid? You've got a good team in the main event. I bet I 385, and he went for 605. Woo! But I did go for my boy, Preston Carlton. I think he's got a lot of good matchups against the Saints. He's going to play the Falcons. It's going to be high-scoring games. I mean, him being the slot, I think, you know, I was crossed on how much I want to get that guy, but I got him. I think he could be potential for a bye week replacement, but no. So but, you, did, um, you did eyeball the waivers in right about, what, 915, 920 or so, and it was up? Yeah. Yeah, I did see Jacoby Jones going for a lot too. He went for like five or six hundred dollars too, which I was shocked too. Um, wow. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy to see all that stuff, but you know. But more importantly, like um, we were talking about before, is talking about this challenge that we got going over in the draft time. Um, and for the people that you know haven't seen this yet, um, brief explanation what's going on. We teamed up with the FFPC, and what we're doing here at Draft Center, we're giving away a free seat the 2012 FFPC main event, $1,600 value. And the way you get that seat is with only a $50 entry, which makes it real easy, you know, because I know when it comes time for us to pay for our team and, you know, I guess the September, August time or, or July time, that $1,600 is not, you know, fun to spend. But when you're able to get that team for only $50, it makes it a little bit, you know, easier uh, to make that happen. <clears throat> I heard that I saw that Arian Foster was a real buy low last week. Talk about the software. Uh, I mean, you really got to look through the entire league. You can't just go and pick your team. You've got to look through the players, make sure there's value there. What's your approach to this thing? I mean, you built the thing, so what, what's the best approach here? 
So, so how we did the salary cap. So you got to stay below a 60,000 person salary cap. And just a brief example of what the game is, you're going to put a $50 entry and you're going to compete against 39 other teams. And the team that has the highest points after this weekend's uh, games will get a free seat, the $1,600 value, if they have the highest points of the 39 other teams. Now, with the salary cap, you have to stay below a $60,000 salary cap. You have to have a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end kicker, and defense. And the goal was to find those players a value. And last week, Arian Foster was a value because he hadn't played this year. Um, and how we do our calculations is based on how they've done the last three games at a certain point, how they've done over the course of the season, and then just the player rankings that we currently have right now. So Arian Foster was, you know, he was out. And when he did play, he really did too much. He was a really good value. But what's crazy is a lot of people didn't really pick him because he was going to be Pittsburgh, right? Um, but the people that took him, they did very well, and they did very well in, in all the leagues and stuff like that. But it's about finding those people with that low value. Like, I mean, for example, like Isaac Redmond, you know, Mendenhall's out. You see that guy that's going to get you those points, you know, maybe 20 points or like a cheap offer, like $2,800. You know, and those are the key players you got to figure and plug in and figure out how to win this thing because that's the only way you're going to do it is getting value in players and then also keeping the players like Wes Walkers and Calvin Johnsons and, and utilizing those players that you know are going to put up consistent numbers. That makes sense. Now, Wes Welker has the uh, highest. Wes Welker and Calvin Johnson are the most expensive uh, guys on the wide receiver spot this week. A $10,000 it takes you, one-sixth of your salary to take Welker, Calvin. Uh, what are your thoughts on Welker this week matching up against the Jets? Um, I think, um, you know, Revis is definitely, you know, he's not going to have the 10 catches he normally has. I think they're definitely going to have to zero in on him. Maybe it could open up Chad I just think to finally have a good game. You know, that could be a decent sleeper if you think about it. If Revis is going to be on um, West Walker. I mean, West on everyone. And the rush defense is pretty good, so, I mean, like, Chatters is getting dropped in a lot of leagues right now. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to do anything this week, but he's definitely going to have the opportunity, that's for sure, um, with maybe Cromartie on branch or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, Wes Walker, $10,000. I mean, you have to take him, and if you don't take him and he blows up, you're like, I knew I should have taken him, but I think 75% of the people that are playing back from now are probably going to take Wes Walker. Well, Sean, uh, this is Mike. Uh you know, it's funny we're talking about the uh, the wide receivers and the uh, DBs uh, taking care of everything else. Uh, Stephen Ridley had a pretty good game uh, last uh, last week. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, Ridley might be a a value or any kind of value at all for somebody looking for something? I mean, his salary is pretty low, so he could be a value. I mean, if, if you know, you're spending your money on the, the big-time wide receivers, getting the 10000 10000 and then going after, like, an Aaron Rodgers or, you know, like, a, you know, Aaron Rodgers is worth twelve, So, you know, he's going to get you at least four touchdowns, you know, against Atlanta, a, a, a weak secondary. So, that really pickup could be huge. You know, but what we do take in effect is the average of the last three games. So, he did, you know, go for 97 yards and a touchdown last week. So, his value is still going to be decent, but it's not going to be, you know, as good as I feel like as Isaac Redman, who's going to get probably a lot of touches and, you know, possibly some catches of the backfield. Um, but I don't know. I think Ridley's tough. It's a tough decision because if you look at Ray Rice last week, uh, he got shut down, you know, I mean, he got like 30 carries, but he got shut down pretty well by the best defense. <laughs> what kind of noises? <laughs> That's got to be my man, Ricky Rich, man, i got to tell you. Uh, look, hey, Sean, I've got to figure out this whole quarterback thing here. I'm looking at the quarterbacks, and the top three quarterbacks are all tied at a $10,000 salary, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, and Tom Brady. So you're basically evaluating those three quarterbacks all the same, but I look over at the running backs, and the running back value goes up to 12000 What's going on there exactly? The running backs can be a little more expensive than guys like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, ever since the day the fantasy started, the most important position is the running back position. I mean, and especially in the PPR-type format. You want to get that running back to make catches and to score touchdowns, and, and and we give that a lot of value, plus you only need, you know, you only need two running backs. But, you know, with quarterbacks being at four points, 
I think, and only 25 yards. That's why we came to that $10,000 max salary cap. Um, if it was worth six points and, like, 25 yards, of course, then it would be up to that 12000 But running backs, you know, in a PPR, I think, situation, we value them a little bit more than most other positions. And I think that didn't really For daily players, uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, just kind of throw this out there. Uh, you know, I, I, I've dealt with uh, draft zone uh, quite a bit, and it's always been a very good site. Uh, do you guys uh, just continue to uh, – Continue to do the daily thing. Uh, you know, I know it's kind of hard, but uh, I mean, even with uh, baseball or uh, uh, football, uh, what, what what kind of things do you guys offer? Well, we actually, you know, it's crazy is that you would think football would be our biggest sport and you know our biggest you know amount of draft, but when it comes down to it, over the past couple of years, what has been our most successful sport has actually been NBA basketball. Because NBA basketball is on a daily basis. It's every day. Um, you're going to be able to pick a new team where football is based on just one weekend, that one Sunday and Monday, right? So football is by far, you know, what, like 70% of the public when it comes to fantasy sports, um, 70% play football, and basketball is probably in like the 10% range. But when it comes to daily uh, fantasy sports basketball um, over the course of the season, is going to generate more drafts than football will be um, almost double. Um, it's it's pretty crazy to think about that. Yeah, and w- what's going to happen? Uh, how will you guys uh, be able to uh, combat the fact that uh, you know there's go- let's face it, there's going to be no NBA season. So uh, sure. have you guys thought about what's going to happen uh, with in, in your guys' uh, realm? Yeah, we actually um, we actually uh, were thinking about that because NBA is definitely you know. I mean, if we don't have NBA, it's going to be tough to, you know, keep things going the way it's going. So we actually are going to be coming out with college basketball this year where we're going to take the top 25 teams, and you're going to be able to pick from the top 25 teams. So um, the way the stats are going to work, um, if there's, like, number one ranked team, number eight, or number ten ranked team playing on that Tuesday night, you're going to be able to do a salary cap base or a draft based on those teams that are in the top 25. Um it's going to be a lot like NBA. It's going to be exactly like NBA, but it's going to be based with college players in the top 25. So it'll be very interesting, especially for a lot of people um, that um, get into college basketball a lot. Cool. All right, Sean, uh, I'm going to throw you my team out here. I just created it in all of about five minutes. It took me about five minutes while you sat there and talked. I created my team. Uh, Michael Vick, Adrian Peterson, Arian Foster, Roddy White, Hakeem Nix, Marquez Colston back, fully healthy, they say. Vernon Davis will look like the value at tight end. Crosby and the G-Men against Seattle. What do you think, bud? The Crosby, when was, uh, see, I don't see much value in, in spending money on defenses and kickers. Um, I mean, I mean that team does sound pretty good, and anyone that has a fantasy team in a season long is probably, you know, first place right now. But um, I don't know. I mean, Michael Vick, anything can happen with that. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is more of a safe bet. I mean, he's probably, what, twelve or $1,500 more. But you know what you're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers. You know what you're going to get out of, um, I don't know, necessarily Tom Brady this week. But Aaron Rodgers is such a consistent quarterback. Even Matt Stafford. I mean, how can you not put Matt Stafford in front of Michael Vick right now with the way he has Calvin Johnson and stuff? But I, the Roddy White pickup is, is a very interesting pickup because think about what this guy's done this year. I mean, Julio Jones, I saw the stats the other day where Julio Jones is, I think, two catches less than, um, than Roy Williams. Rod- and I think more, I mean, yeah. uh, more than, uh, I'm sorry, Roddy White. And he has more yards than Roddy White this year. Yeah. So do, do you continue to go to Roddy White? It's going to be a high-scoring game going against Green Bay. But – you got Julio Jones, you got Tony Gonzalez having a great year of, of you know, spectacularly. That's why we're probably doing well in the FFPC this year. And then you got Julio Jones and you still got Harry, you know, um Douglas down there. So, um, you know, so I don't know, Roddy Rice is yeah. tough picture. I don't have him in the top ten right now, but he is valued pretty well. Yeah, I noticed that Roddy's salary was seventy nine hundred, Julio was right underneath him at seventy six forty. I mean, let's face it, they drafted, uh they paid a first they paid a wide receiver one price for Julio Jones, and they have a wide receiver one. So they've got two wide receiver ones. But it's like a Harrison-Wayne type combination. And the problem is I'm not getting any value with Julio, and I know what Roddy can do in front of the hometown crowd. So I was I was looking to do that, but then 
I'm paying the same price, so I'll, I'm going to expect uh, to uh, make it a little more challenging for Julio than uh, than Roddy. Well, let me ask you a question. So let's say you take the kicker down, because Mason Crosby is definitely not one of the cheapest kickers. Let's say you go with the Lawrence time. That's one of the cheapest down, you know, at Giants at home. Then you get rid of Roddy and you put a Calvin Johnson in. Or Calvin Johnson, you know, about to get this great game with two touchdowns. I mean, would you rather have yeah, Lawrence Todd and Calvin Johnson or Roddy White and Mason Crosby? And that's what we've got to the cap. Yeah, yeah, let's I mean, do that. Uh, Jay Feely saves me a little bit. I'll, I'll go down to Jay Feely, one of the bottom kickers here. That gives me an extra nineteen thirty to spend. I can I can click off of uh, let's see Colston here, but, I, but I'm kind of valuing. I'm buying Colston low at twenty three hundred, yeah. so that's what's making this team work right now. I, I back off that. I got ninety eight thirty, so I can't get Calvin, but I could get uh, Greg Jennings. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, if you go cheaper than Philly, I mean, the kicker's cheaper even cheaper than Philly. I mean, who knows what Philly's going to do this week? And I think with the Giants playing Seattle at home. Um, they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. I think Tom's could possibly get the three field goals. And then if you drop down the times, then you're going to be able to pick up Calvin Johnson, which everyone knows in the fantasy you know, world is like the, probably the most secure bet this week. Um, All right. You know what? You, you, you talked me into it. I'll go ahead and take time. He's, he's, uh, he should have a good week this week. I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade uh, Roddy. I'll upgrade. Uh, it might not be an upgrade, though. Roddy at home against the Packers, that might – not be somebody you want to get rid of in the lineup, you know. We'll look back yeah, on this conversation if my body score uh, 10 for 150 and 2, you know. But, uh, who's your third receiver? I forgot who your third receiver was. It was Nick's, Nick's Roddy, and Colston. That's what it was. So yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, Nick, that's a great match too. But, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know, playing the salary cap of drafts and just trying to figure out that team. You know, you're going to compete against three other, other people in a fantasy you know, it's all about testing your fantasy skills. And if you can beat those 39 other people, well, you got yourself a fifth for $200,000 next year in FFPC, and that's what it's all about. And that's why we're doing this game. You know, because, you know, the FFPC had a very successful year this year so far. Um, I think they got 720 teams, and I'm sure they get a lot more. And by having these contests, it's only going to keep going more and more up, and it's going to give people the opportunity to keep playing what they want to play. I mean, you have three different times you can draft and you play in the game. So even if you win this week, the prize, you still have an opportunity to win the next week, too, and the week after. Um, so that's just the nice thing about it, and that's just three more chances you have at winning that $200,000. Sean Fritz from DraftZone.com is our guest. We apologize about the cell connections tonight. Uh, hopefully you can make out what uh, what, what the, uh, the action here that we're bringing on week five. Steve Johnson is an interesting play this week, Sean. He costs seventy nine hundred and twenty dollars of the sixty thousand dollar cap, but he's matched up uh, against Namdi Asamoah very likely, and uh, it should be a uh, a very fun matchup. I mean, the Bills an up and coming team against the Dream Team. What do you what do you what do you make of this game? Oh, that's a tough game. I mean, I think I like the Fred Jackson in that game. Um, I think Fred Jackson's a play. I think Stevie Johnson is not going to do much. Maybe possibly David Nelson um, could be a good pickup. Um, but I really like Fred Jackson. I mean, I saw what Frank Gore did to the Eagles last week, and they couldn't stop a guy that was only at 80%. So Fred Jackson has been one of probably the top five fantasy running backs this year, and is the reason why we're, you know, what we are doing too is um, um, based on that, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Fred Jackson. You know what? This I is- think uh, in that game uh, particularly, uh, Sean, uh I really believe that uh, Buffalo is going to have to uh, they're going to have to come from behind again, and uh, can they catch up? You know, I don't know, but uh, I think David Nelson is a very, very good, uh, very good start for them. Uh, you know, I got him uh, plugged in in uh, a couple leagues because uh, I mean, like I said, they're going to be coming from behind, and uh, he just might be the good fit. I mean, I, no, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at San Francisco games last year, I mean, last week, I mean, Josh Morgan had one touchdown. Other than that, you know, um, there wasn't really too many offensive weapons on the receiving, and, and that really did anything. All they kept doing is they kept going back to the ground game, and Frank Gore, you know, led them back along with their defense. So I'm just – I mean, you have probably the top three secondary in the NFL and the Eagles. And when the Eagles are going to, you know, obviously – 
they're probably going to jump out to the big league with the offense they have. And if Buffalo's going to come back, I don't think they're going to come back through the pass game. I think they're going to have to do dump offs to Fred Jackson and do draws to Fred Jackson. And I well, and, uh, and and another thing is uh, the Eagles. Uh, I talked to a good buddy of mine today. He's a big Philly uh, Philadelphia Eagle fan, and he says we have no linebackers. And he said the problem about our team we have no linebackers and no offensive line. So him telling me that that they have no linebackers that uh, you know that tells me that. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of things open uh, 10 to 15 yards uh, from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, but but then you're talking about Stevie Johnson and who's going to be covering him. It's not going to be a linebacker, I can tell you that right now. We all know who's going to be covering Stevie Johnson. So yeah. just think about that when you're trying to start that guy. He's going to be shattered by a certain someone that everyone knows about. True. So, so, I mean, that's why I think, like, David Nelson could be, you know, a very good pickup this week. I mean, I, I actually would – for David Nelson over Stevie Johnson this week. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Sean. The, the Bills wide receiver situation is very interesting because of number one, the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick does air it out. The offense has evolved. They are putting up points. They're exciting to watch. And the thing that it, uh, that it affects the Bills players this week is the bye week. So you might have to start a Bills wide receiver this week, like you said, David Nelson, maybe maybe Donald Jones. And when trying to pick that apart. I like to go back and look at the snap counts. And uh, snap counts are one of the stats that we talked about all last year. They're becoming a little bit more mainstream in the in the world of high-stakes fantasy players. Uh, let me run them past you real quick. Steve Johnson, Donald Jones, and David Nelson each played between 52 and 55 snaps in week four. And interestingly enough, each of them, all three, exactly ran 35 pass routes. Each of them got 35 pass routes, the exact same amount. So, it's funny how they're using them. There's not a real one, two, or three. Now, Johnson may be more talented, uh, and, and I think he is, uh, but the other two guys are right there. Uh, that's why they didn't go out and get anybody. They were happy with their team. They didn't come out and improve the position. They knew what they had, and we're just now being exposed to them. So I wouldn't mind starting Nelson or Jones this week because they're going to have to put up some points to beat the Eagles. We know that. And I think like you, Sean, they – Steve Johnson is going to be covered by 90. There's not going to be a lot there. And Fitzpatrick, there's no reason really for him to test the waters when he's got very capable wide receivers out here in Nelson and Jones. No. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I completely agree with you. But I I really just feel that Fred Jackson is the key to that offense right now. I mean, Fitzpatrick's having a great season. I mean, he's throwing for a lot of touchdowns. He's not throwing for a lot of yards. He's throwing for a lot of touchdowns. But the defenses are being, you know, kept honest on the run. I mean, you look and you see how, how the Patriots came back. Of course, there's a couple of fluke plays, but there's a couple of dump-offs to Fred Jackson, a couple of options, and you know, a couple of runs that he made to put them back in that game. And, and I feel with the Eagles, I mean, if Buffalo is smart, they have, to, they have to go with that run game. I mean, you saw what Frank Gord did to him last week, and he wasn't even 100%. But I agree. I mean, and, I mean, so you guys are thinking they're going to be down pretty big, or you guys – I mean, I guess that's probably what everyone's thinking right now. It's uh, it's anybody's guess. I don't know what's going on anymore. Detroit's 4-0. Uh, the Niners look good. Uh, Houston looks great. The Bills don't look bad. I mean, this, this is the craziest NFL season I've, I've ever seen, and I can only attribute it to the fact that we almost lost the NFL and the players have something to play for now. It's not just a job. It's uh, it's playing for the sport and the 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 hobby we we all love, and they almost lost it. And I think you're just seeing the the offensive explosion, uh, players really just laying it all out on the field, and they're going after it. And and you know the points are showing it in the world of fantasy football. We're seeing it. We haven't seen a slowdown really. We had one week that was a little down, but everything scoring is up across the board. Quarterbacks are going crazy. You can't hit the quarterbacks anymore. The game's changing. So you know. Scott, I hate to interject, but that's that's exactly where I was going with that. Uh, you know, the the scoring is crazy because the rules have changed. Uh, the NFL rules have changed because the the DBs, the cornerbacks, they can't do exactly what they want to do. They're so they're so scared right now because if I do this, then I get fined. If I do that. I'll get fined, and you know, and it, it, I hate to see that. 
Sean, I asked this question in the chat room. I'm going to ask you since you're here. Serious question. Yeah. Who's the best tight end in the league in the National Football League right now? Fantasy scoring tight end. Who's the best tight end? PPR or not PPR? Yeah, I mean, we're we're all PPR now, right? So let's uh, – who's the best? You've got so many that you could make a case or an argument for right now. It's just – it's just really ridiculous. I mean, it's a tough question there. I mean, if, if Aaron Hernandez or uh, Gronkowski were on the same team, it could possibly be those, one of those guys. Um, you see Tony Gonzalez putting up top five stats. I mean, um, but I'm, I think what it comes down to, I mean, if, if I'm drafting and I'm trying to pick the number one tight end for each week at this point in stage, I mean, I think you have to go with what's your safest bet, and that's that's Jason Witten, unfortunately, um, me being a Redskins fan. But, but this guy is going to get you seven or eight catches every week. It might be 70 yards. It might be 100 yards. And he doesn't get you seven or eight catches. He's going to get you five with a touchdown. Him and Roma are just like best friends, and he he's going to get at least 10 targets a game. I mean, I know Gates is not healthy right now, and Finley can go up for three touchdowns, but he can also you go two catches for 28 yards at the same time because there's so many weapons there. Um, so I, and and then you see what Jimmy Graham did last week. That's, like, but that's, now you got a healthy Colston. I mean, so when it comes to consistency and making sure you get a, like 15 to 20 points a week, you know, all day long, I'm going to take Jason Witten. Yeah, my, you know, I can, I can see that. And uh, when you threw up, uh, I was waiting for you to uh, <laughs> drop the name of uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Sean, because uh, Jimmy Graham has been, uh, I mean, this guy has been solid. But, uh, yeah. you know, consistency, uh, I can see uh, Jason Witten, but, you know, I can also see uh, Jimmy Graham. And, you know, it's hard to believe uh, with the uh, New England uh, tight ends and uh, ever. There's a lot of tight ends out there, uh, but uh, throughout the course of the year, I, I think I think when we come to uh, week 11 and 12, and when we look back on it, it's going to be uh, Jason Witten and, and uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, but this is the thing you got to think about is, is Finley is going to be right there with him because he will have one week where he'll just have two touchdowns and like eight catches. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers has so many weapons, and depending on the defense and the type of defense, you know, that they're going against. I mean, if they're good against the tight ends, well, the receivers are going to get a lot of catches. If they're good against wide receivers, then their tight end are going to get a lot of catches. And that's when you saw Finley, you know, two weeks ago for those three touchdowns. I mean, it was – I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so good he can put the ball wherever he wants. It's like whoever buys Aaron Rodgers lunch that week is a person that gets two touchdowns and then ten catches, it seems like. it's it's He can just go to anyone. So that's why, you know, if you're asking me on a, who I would want – because I mean, if it was, if you're asking me total points, like I go Finley, I go Jimmy Graham, and I go Witten. But if I would want someone that's consistent on my team every week, that I know is going to get me 10 to 20 points guaranteed, Jason Witten will do that. And you might not lose a draft zone game, or you might not lose another game because Jeremy Michael Finley last week only had three catches for 30 something yards, where Witten still had, you know, his touchdown and still got you 15, 20 points. You're do so, it every week. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's the well, thing is you got to you got to do that and you got to look for those sleepers like Aaron Foster last week and you know like let's say Redmond's below three thousand last week you roll with them I mean if Mendenhall doesn't start you're going to get the Titans Titans got a pretty good rush D but you know they don't have a lot so I think they're going to be you know passing or they're obviously not going to be able to run so you can see a lot of dump offs of Redmond in the backfield I can see him with four or five receptions and you're going to guarantee yourself ten to you know twenty points with a guy with that low value so. Um, it's it's what what it comes down to is is there's a way to make a lot of money in this industry when it comes to fantasy sports and if you understand um, like the value of certain players and how to use them and understand you know who is consistent and who does these things we have this guy on our site that won like three or four thousand dollars last week and I'm just sitting here like wow I wish I was as smart as this guy like there's ways. <laughs> You know, like, they, there's people out there. There's, like, five or six people out there in the daily, weekly fantasy sports industry right now that are making a lot of money doing this. And they are somehow know what they're doing. And it's all about this value that I'm talking about. It's all about making sure. I think they, they probably have computer programs telling them, okay, you have to have these players. Okay, and these players are value. You know, I mean, and and that's what it comes down to. I mean, all it about could the value. Be you, Mike. 
Mikey, it could be you. You you gotta you gotta get in here. I've already got my squad in. It's locked in. My value pick is Marquez Colson. I don't mind sharing it. That's my guy this week. I'm at twenty three twenty. You can't get much cheaper than that. That's that's cheaper than uh that's cheaper than the cheapest kicker, man. Sean, come on. Colson Yeah, we need to we need to fix that. You're right about that. I need to start going through this a little bit more and looking down at that twenty three hundred area because Marcus Colson definitely shouldn't be there. <laughs> Uh, Gronkowski leads the league with uh, five touchdowns. Tony Gonzalez second, tied for second with four. The only other tight end that has four touchdowns. Can you name him? Anybody? Um, hmm. Tony Gonzalez. Six foot seven. Scott Chandler. <laughs> four Buffalo, touchdowns. Buffalo. The Bills. The Bills. Yeah, four touchdowns, averaging 24 yards a game, man. He's a t- Sean, thanks for being on Red vs. Blue, man. We're really excited about the uh, the weekly challenge with draft on and FFPC. And, and I see your name up there. Uh, keep doing what you're doing in the main event. Yeah, I've got to keep getting lucky, man. I hope this Preston Parker uh, pickup works out for me. And I also went ahead and, and put a little bit of cash on Jacquez Rogers. I just have a feeling, you know, Atlanta could oh. be down a lot this year. And um, I think – He's going to be there in a lot of third downs, get a little dump off. I think you see that 12, 15 points that you need um, when you have players on by, especially during these weeks five through ten or twelve. So I like um, it. I like it. Players on by. Players on by and injuries. Jacquez Rogers, Sean Fritz, dropping the fancy knowledge on you guys. We'll see you. Uh, see you soon, Sean. Take care, bud. All right, bud. Take it easy. Hey man, I I love this uh, website, man. Just uh, getting it in, putting the uh, putting the lineup in, and then thinking that man, this might pay for my uh, my season next year. Right here, uh, pays for my main event squad. Uh, I don't know, does it pay for events fees too? Alex is in the chat room. I don't know. Maybe maybe it pays for events fees too. But yeah, Vic Peterson Foster. Uh, I've changed it to Macklin, Nicks, and Colton. I figure if I'm gonna go Vic, I need to go with his. Dynamic duo, whether it be Deshaun Jackson or Macklin, and, and I went ahead and decided with Macklin. So, uh, Vic well, Peterson, Foster, Macklin, Nick Colson, Finley at tight end. Upgraded Vernon Davis to Finley because if I think about the best tight end in the league, Mike, I think it's your Michael Finley, uh, Lawrence Tynes, and the G, and, and then the G men. So uh, that that's my squad. Let's let's move on. We got ten minutes left in the show, Mike. Uh, we talked about the Lions and the Cowboys. Rodgers kept rolling. You know, there's not a lot to do there. We saw the Ravens absolutely whip the Jets. Five total defensive special team touchdowns in that game. That was absolutely crazy. What do the Jets have to do to win this game against the Patriots, Mike? It's the biggest game of the week. Uh, they went up there to Foxborough last year in the playoffs, whipped them good, uh, right. came up with a victory. But what do they have to do now against this Tom Brady team uh, with these tight ends and just all these points being scored? You know it's funny, Scott, because uh, that that was one of the uh, one of the questions uh, that I wrote down on my list was who to start, uh, LT or Sean Green, and I've been scouring over it uh, for the last couple of days, and you know I believe, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I believe Sean Green is a play. I think that uh, I think that what New York has to do and what New England will allow them to do is get three, four, five yards at a time. And that will get Sanchez comfortable. And, uh, you know, let's face it, uh, New York has had their number the last couple games, and, uh, you know, it would not surprise me at all. I mean, this game is uh, our uh, uh, New England's a big favorite, but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see uh, New York to stay right in this game by the run game, and I, and I mean by using Sean Green. Let's bring in our uh, our boy Ricky Rich here uh, and ask him the same question: Sean Green or Rich or, or Ladainian Thompson? I'm almost siding with LT in this game because he's the one that did it last year uh, against the Patriots in the playoffs, and I, and he's got that he's still got the speed that kills the, the LT still got the wheels, man. Hey, Scotty. I, I, hey. Sean Green has shown nothing this season. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't. 
Nothing, and I, I say that in a bitter way because you and I have a team together where we drafted him. So we did. I, I say nothing with a capital N. He's done nothing. But but let's face it, the team itself has been uh, subpar. And, you know, from year to year in the NFL, no one knows uh, when the team itself, Mangold got hurt, their offensive line has been completely hapless, and so you can't blame it all on Sean Green. I'm saying he's done nothing production-wise. It doesn't mean he isn't a good player. None of us, none of us really know, right? He doesn't have a good offensive line. It's all been bad. So who, at this point, who thinks they can predict what the Jets will do on the ground? You know, now there's talk that McKnight will get a few carries, ha, 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 and everybody else. But who knows what will happen there? I think that's impossible to predict. I I think what we are going to see, what we know we're going to see, is a lot of Mark Sanchez in the passing game. Anytime you're playing uh, the Patriots, let's face it, they – they allow just a ton of points. They've surrendered the third most fantasy points to uh, quarterbacks in the league. And it's a, it's a we're going to score and you've got to catch it type philosophy. And so I think that I think that while Rex Ryan is saying we're going to get back to ground and pound, that's not what you can do against the Patriots. If you remember last year, they had to throw the ball. Uh, Rex Sanchez had three touchdowns in that game uh, against the Patriots. So you've got to throw the ball to beat the Patriots. That's period, point blank. Fitzpatrick had to throw the ball to beat them. Um, so I, I think we'll see a lot more of that. And for LT, look, I think he's still a sleeper. He faces the Pats. They've given up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, and Tomlinson, not Sean Green, leads all the backs in fantasy points this year for the Jets. So, Mike, I don't know. Uh, I've got Sean Green. I'm, so, again, like, like Richie said, I'm, I'm a little biased. But uh, I tell you what, if I had them both and I could make that choice, in a PPR league, i take LaDainian Tomlinson. Okay. Well, that 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 you know that, that kind of settles my settles my mind. Uh, I I do want to I, I want to say something else on a sidebar. Um, so I I may I'm still going to stick with Sean Green, but <laughs> I, blood, sweat, and beers. Who is blood, sweat, and beers? Is that John Lazakowski? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Blood, sweat, and beers. He's uh, known. Uh, I think it was John Muskowski. He was. Uh, he was on the Jim Rome show today, or uh, two days ago, and it was uh, talking about fantasy football guy. It was. It was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool uh, interview. And oh you know, man, Richie, I didn't. Richie, yeah. I didn't even talk to you. Did you hear the interview that Brett Favre gave in the five-minute conversation? He threw about fifteen backhanded compliments. And Aaron Rodgers, dude, did you hear that crap? That was yeah. all crap, man. Well, okay. Look, as a Packer fan, uh, two two statements here. A, I think any serious Packer fans, Brett Favre is the most exciting player that's existed in my lifetime. I'm fifty-ish, so I, you know, I didn't see some of the guys before that, but. All he said was, all he said was, hey, we had a great team already. I I already knew that we had talent. And he's great. He won the Super Bowl. I'm surprised he didn't win it sooner. The only people that are making that a backhanded comment are the people who just don't like Favre. Otherwise, who cares? Who cares? Of course he said I thought he could win it sooner. What, what's the big deal? Well, I think you're going to have to go back to the transcript, buddy, and we're going to have to pick that apart together later, maybe tomorrow. Uh, Mikey, did you watch the G-men beat the cars on that Cruz fumble? You saw Cruz fumble the ball. He got up. He was not touched, and the refs called him. And, you know, you never know what that kind of a loss for the Cardinals will end up costing them. That could cost them a playoff chance, you know. They, he gets up. He does. He's never been touched. Mike, if he had not been touched and he got up and ran with the ball, he would get to go into the end zone and, and score a touchdown, right? But the refs well, call it dead. Was a whistle blown? Uh, you know, Ed, Ed Hockley, he did that three or four years ago. 
He made a mistake. He blew the whistle, and he shouldn't have. Uh, in this case, it was a live ball. Yeah. Oh, Mike, and come on. Come on. That was even, even I agree with you about none of us know whether the whistle blew. However, the, the, the argument I heard from all the big uh, NFL shows was, did he fall down or did he go down? What difference does it make? If you watch the is video, he went down. He went down, and then he got up and he dropped the ball. Is this college this, or the NFL? He this, was is radio. this is Great Radio. This is Great Radio. Red versus blue, baby. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.